Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All righty, all righty. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Happy Monday. You made it through the week. And again, not the week, just Monday. Uh, excited to kick it off with y'all this morning. My, uh, my new friend, Julian. Julian and I just met 15 minutes ago, but... We're friends now. That's how, that's how it works on the show. Um, so, uh, but the, the power of networking, right? So I got um, got connected with Julian um, from our mutual friend, um, Dom, Dominic. Um, and uh, so thank you for that. Um, this is going to be a good episode today. I'm excited. We caught it backstage, uh, talked about, uh, uh, Julian and I share very similar passions, I would say, uh, about giving back, um, getting people into tech. Um, and just educating people what's out there. So this is going to be a great episode. If you are tuning in, welcome. Say hey. I know it takes a few minutes to hit the interwebs. Uh, would love to hear from you where you're tuning in from. Again, the reason why I tell people to say hey where they're tuning in from is because this is a this is a networking platform. Um, I'm I'm extremely passionate about the fact that uh, you can if you networked off the back of me, and when I say that, I mean hopping on all my lives, DMing uh, the people who comment. DMing the speakers, and you've done that with me through this journey over the last few years, um, you'll be pretty dialed in from a networking perspective. And Julie and I are going to talk about that, networking, what the importance of it, getting getting uh, plugged into the community. Um, so say, hey, we're not in the metaverse yet. We don't have our you know Apple Pro visions on um, yet. Um, but I do have to say, Guidance Counselor 2.0 in the metaverse is going to be sick. Um, but we're not there. So if you don't comment, no one knows you're watching. And so uh, that's why I tell people to comment. Let us know where you're tuning in from, too, because I always love knowing where people tune in from. I mean, I mean, this show's international. We've had Nigeria. We've had Poland. We've had Africa. I mean, we've had we have had, I, I do. I, I understand that Nigeria is in Africa, but um, we've we've been all over. The, we've been all over the world. Right. So say, hey, second off, ask questions. Right. Julian is a very experienced individual in tech. Um, and this is a time for you to ask him questions and he not bill you for it. So ask questions. Um, and then finally, want to give a shout out to the official coffee sponsor of the show, that conference. So uh, that conference, um, go check them out. Uh, my friend Clark Sell, he's been on the show a few times. They are announcing their Texas speakers, I believe, today. Um, but their keynote speakers for Austin in January are Kelly Vaughn, Shonday Pearson, and Danny Thompson. Uh, you're probably Taylor. Those names sound familiar. I know they've all been on the show incredible speakers you need to go to the austin one tacos and tech it's brilliant so go check that out um and finally shout out gun.io the place i work for listen if you are hiring and you need developers quickly as in like you don't have time to interview hit us up um all of our three thousand engineers on our platform are teched out and ready to rock and roll um so that's enough there uh, i want to give people shout outs tune in rj it's good to see you bobby ricardo rashab Corey, my guy Corey. uh if you didn't check out 
Corey and I's episode um, last this past Friday. It was fantastic. Go check that out, especially if you're in DevRel, want to get in DevRel. Uh, Chris, it's good to see you. Dominic, my man. Again, thank you for introducing us, brother. I appreciate it. Ritu, it's good to see you. Scott, as always, good to see you too. Um, Jordan, RJ from Atlanta. Phoenix, Mitchell, it's good to see you, buddy. Um, Lambert, it's good to see you. Beth, what's going on? Um, and then Ryan, it's good to see you. Uh, cool. Awesome. We got the crew out today. Joy, enough with me running my mouth, ma'am. Let's give the people what they want. Who are you? What do you do? And we'll go from there. Well, good morning. First of all, everybody. Good morning, Taylor. Again, <laughs> uh, obviously my name is Julian DeSova. I am currently a senior software engineering manager for an ag tech, uh, former startup acquired by a fortune 500 company called Zoetis. Um, we actually build platforms to help cattle farmers save money, uh, increase their margins, and just stay healthy, keep beef farming in the uh, kind of family farm space as much as much and as long as we can. So that's yeah. kind of the mission. I think we've been successfully executing on that mission. Uh, I've been doing software engineering uh, for 12 years. I've been a manager for about five years now. So I've kind of seen a lot, done a lot, worked on a lot of different stuff. I've bounced around. So think that's me in a nutshell i love it quick quick bye uh, um you know it's interesting so i i recruited back when i was at my last company on some ag tech stuff i feel like agriculture tech is is fascinating and i feel like from a problem solving perspective it's 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 a industry mired in i mean correct me if I'm like access and like vba and excel docs and and and, and i feel like modernizing the ag industry can be pretty cool. I'm interested to just hear your thoughts about working just with ag tech. Yeah. My boss, when I first came onto the company a little over four years ago, he said our biggest competitor is pen and paper yeah. and, and yeah. grandpappy's formulas. Um, and what he really meant by that was it's true, right? You know, in, in farming in general and agriculture in general, it really is a field that, you know, people believe don't fix it if it's not broken. Right. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, some of these families have been farming for 200 years or, you know, they've even come from other places and been farming for longer than that. And it's Seriously. like you're fighting with, you know, hundreds of years, sometimes centuries of tradition yeah. to kind of let go of some of that tradition and embrace uh, new software. And then obviously the biggest challenge is, yeah, Internet connectivity on a farm. Not great. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, literal poop flying around everywhere. So you got to keep things. Uh, easy to press, easy to see, uh, a lot of challenges with it. There's definitely a lot of uh, interesting challenges in the space. I actually What's... jumped into it from a DOD contracting job and oh, wow. all using the same tech, kind of similar problems, but the different source of the problem, I'd say for sure. What's I, I, what's the coolest thing that you've been able to um, you know, push a production or, or, or be able to develop that you can share? Because I'm, kind of, I'm kind of curious. I think the biggest one for me was we launched when I first joined, they're trying to build out their animal health platform, which is individual animal tracking. So okay. when we released that, it was a big deal is a, a big win for the customers, but also just seeing it, you know, seeing what people could do with it, seeing what kind of programs people can now qualify with that, that data, you know, data is power. It's money in today's society and giving that to these farmers that have always been able to say that but not have necessarily a paper trail to prove it uh, i think that was probably the most fulfilling uh release yeah. we had mm -hmm. and you could literally track you know each animal with an ear tag and every single 
piece of food you gave them, treatment you gave them, anytime you saw them at their shoot, um, all that data was being tracked, you know, and we've, we've expanded upon that. We're going to continue to expand upon that and continue to bring uh, more data gathering at the individual animal level uh, That's cool. to help those farmers out. So that's cool, man. That's cool. All right. So, so y'all didn't come here to talk ag tech. I understand that. So let's go ahead and dive into the topic of the show and enjoy If you just want to give a background about yourself um, and just kind of get into tech and, and why you're so passionate about um, giving back, and then we can kind of go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, growing up, you know, my parents are both uh, immigrants to this country from Brazil. Um, you know, they worked, my dad worked construction. My mom was, uh, worked in the bakery, uh, just making bread and stuff. So I didn't have a ton of resources, at least through my parents. My parents didn't know what was really out there uh, to help get me into college, get me into tech. You know, they thought everything was really expensive. And so breaking into tech was really difficult because I was interested in it from such a young age. Um, nowadays, you know, there's a lot more available than then, but there was a lot available then. we just didn't know about it. Right. So my mission, right. you know, after uh, getting into tech and being in it for as long as I have, I really want to give back to people. You know, I, I started this journey uh, back in Miami when I was still in college. I started off as a teacher for a program called Codea, which was for, you know, typically uh, Hispanic slash Latino girls from 10 to 15 and just teaching them how to program, you know, helping them, helping them with their college applications, helping them get SAT prep help, you know, teaching them how to program, right. you know, and just just helping also connect with their parents and show their parents what's out there and available to help help their kids get to college, get, you know, some kind of funding or, you know, free right. funding, even from the government in some cases, and just, just connecting them with those resources. So, so, I, and I love that a lot because, you know, again, I think I love hearing people's stories of getting into tech and their backgrounds. What, let me ask you this, what would be your framework? Right. And again, I know there's a lot of tools and stuff and mm -hmm. maybe I can get, you can email me this week uh, and I can upload them to the show notes or something like that to get people involved. But if, if I were to come to you out of, you know, and I would just be like, Julian, like, I want to get involved. How do I get involved? Like, what would, where, where would you point me to start? Yeah, I, I, you know, and it depends on the person. Obviously, there's a lot of different circumstances. But if somebody came to me that didn't know any tech already, wasn't, you know, had never written a program or really looked at anything technical, I'll tell them to find something that they enjoy and try to look to apply something technical to it. It could be small. You know, if, they, if they're old enough to or they have their own place, you know, learn how to install like a smart, a smart light or something, yeah. you know, something small, you know, start small, kind of get kind of get in a in, uh, little bit of a taste. You know, if, if they're really interested in becoming a software engineer or programmer, you know, just jump in, you know, find a course on YouTube for now and yeah. just just follow along, pick a language, go to a few job postings that maybe seem interesting to you. Look at the languages that they're looking for. Look at the frameworks they're looking for, you know, start start there. Right. Um, and I always tell people, whatever you do, always apply it to something that matters to you because the, the lesson will stick in a lot better. That, now, a I lot of times that. people go out and they're like, okay, I'm going to build a Reddit clone because that's what this course does. And that's a great starting point for getting a base. But once you have a base, a foundation built up, go and do projects that matter to you. You know, like I love tennis, uh, love watching it, love, you know, collecting all the stats. So, you know, a lot of times when I was first starting out, I, I used you know, little programs to help me watch more tennis, uh, keep track of more matches without having to spend as much time. You know, a lot of people are into sports, you know, use it to, to track your sports, you know, make a little web scraper app or something that just scrapes your favorite news websites yeah. or anything that's relevant to you. Maybe it's gardening. It doesn't really matter what it is. Always look for a, 
a, a practical application that matters to you. And I think I the lessons that. will stick a lot, a lot more. Yeah, I get a lot of uh, individuals coming out of boot camp um, and junior devs just in general asking me like, like, hey, how do I get started? Or I don't have an experience in tech. And I'm like, you you got to pull from your 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 current situation and your industry and tie that into tech, right? Like, so for me, um, you know, I grew up in the restaurant industry, right? You and I kind of shared our notes about our different industries we we grew up in. You know, for me, I would have probably developed an application where I kept track. This is just off the top of my head. Probably kept track of my tips um, on what nights of the week yielded the better, the best tips, um, and, and use that model to optimize my schedule to make the most money. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, my dad was a construction guy, you know, and I I know that a lot of the a lot of the work I did, you know as a, as a kid kind of interested in it was definitely helping my dad, you know, make his invoices faster, you know, yeah. write him a little, uh, his biggest problem that he had was time tracking, you know, cause the guys have to write on a piece of paper, then the paper would get damaged, lost, whatever, you know, just making a little web app for that and hosting it for a few dollars and just giving that to him was like a game changer. And it took me you know, a couple of weeks or something to stumble through and, and you get to see all the happiness from it too. So I, I don't know. I think it, it just, it leaves such a mark and it could be a, such a small thing, but then you learn so much from just kind of stumbling through a realistic project. And I think yeah. you're more willing to stumble through it when it, when it matters to you. Absolutely. So Marie's coming in, kind of giving some, some information. I love this stuff, Marie, keep, keep dropping, um, keep dropping the, that information, Brett, good morning from the train to Machu Picchu. All right. That's a first Brett, have fun, man. That's awesome. Um, so Julian, and we kind of talked, we, we, you alluded to this backstage. There's a lot of bad advice out there. How do does, grammar's not my strong suit. How, how does, how do people stay away from the bad advice? Like, how do you know who to listen to? It's tough, right? Um, I think, you know, looking for people that give off, you know, this kind of genuineness is really big you know people that are really in it with their heart that doesn't necessarily mean their advice is always not you know the best or not bad advice per se but then it's a good place to start uh word of mouth is really popular you know really powerful uh, i think word of mouth is a big thing you know maybe not clicking the first link you see advertised as a facebook ad about some great you know interview prep website or something is probably not going to be the best advice it's probably going to cost you a lot of money you know, ask around. Um, I always tell people the best advice you can get to is just, you know, just kind of cold calling people on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of the few platforms where you can still kind of just connect with someone and shoot them a message. And it's it's kind of considered normal. Like if you just yeah. randomly drop a friend request on Facebook or Instagram, it's a little creepy sometimes. Agree. But uh, you make on LinkedIn, great. it's not. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I love this. I mean, I, I think I just think people are still sleeping on LinkedIn and, 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 and I'm not talking about the LinkedIn from a content creation. That's a whole nother conversation in and of itself. But like I'm saying LinkedIn from a networking side, and I think you make a great point. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, you drop a DM on Instagram. So it, it's a little weird, right? You know, if you, if, if, if you connect with me on Facebook and I don't really know you also a little weird. But I think you can, again, the power of LinkedIn is you can send a bunch of DMs to a bunch of people you don't know, and it's like wildly accepted. Like it's, it's, it's like normal. And so 
take advantage of that. I love, I love that advice. Um, got some comments coming in here. Um, let's see here. I'll always listen to anyone named Richie. Well, and, and I will tell you this, the people who are on this show and commenting, Richie is a great resource. Honestly. Um, you know, Marie's a great resource. Um, you know, uh, RJ knows his stuff. So, I mean, really like the people who are commenting on this, I like, I've, I've watched them. Corey Weathers is another great one from last week. Like, like really, really lean into, um, the people, uh, and and that's why I think community is so important, right? Julian, can you talk about like community, especially as you growing up, um, immigrant son, um, and, and maybe a community you got involved with or how you got involved? Yeah, I actually, uh. So funny enough, gaming helps connect me to a lot of other nerds. I love it. Um, I've heard that multiple times. My first mentor in life, I met at a line in Best Buy waiting for World of Warcraft, the Burning Crusade expansion at midnight to launch. And I saw this guy. He had a shirt, you know, a, a, a like tech shirt. I don't remember the company now. It's like a local tech company, though. And I just, you know, I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, that's what I want to do when I graduate from high school. We started talking about the game, talking about that. And he ended up being an invaluable resource for me. He got me connected with other tech people in the area. And, you know, that's what kind of launched me into finding a group of people. And, you know, that is the simplest networking right at play. You know, just right place, right time. Definitely a lot of luck there. But, you know, you can recreate that kind of moment. You know, there's so many tech meetups out there that I, I definitely think people should go to um, finding people in a field you're interested in on LinkedIn, reaching out to them. Hey, like, yeah. hey, I'm super interested. Give them the starry eyed kid message. You know, people love that. People love to feel, you know, looked up to. And so it's it's I think you'd be making somebody's day by asking them some questions and they'd probably love to help you. And I well, think a vast and- majority of people will. Yeah, I know you make a great point. I always say people in tech love to give their opinions. And if you come at them in a sense of like, hey, I want to learn from you, like most people are going to be pretty down for that. Um, uh, I do want to give again, Jordan right here wouldn't have gotten my current job if I hadn't hit up a total stranger on LinkedIn. Again, I love it. Gaming brings us together. Um, uh, so Julian, I, so we talked a little bit about, um, you know, uh, backstage about how especially you as an engineering manager has seen this a lot just because you know all the things doesn't always get you to where you need to be so can you talk about what else you would need to bring to the table than just technical skills yeah i think uh i think the intangibles uh that you can't necessarily list on a resume in some case you can volunteer work getting out there getting involved uh obviously you've already mentioned networking you know being associated with these communities that you know, can get your referrals. Actually, I was speaking to a, a friend of mine who's a career coach at Higher Right, and she told me that she, nowadays she's noticing that 70% of jobs are being filled by referrals. You know, so you could know all the stuff you want, and you send a cold application into somebody who has no idea who you are, you're not playing for the 100% of the jobs. You're playing 30% of the jobs, and even then there's 800 applicants, right? And now, how do you stand out? I mean, because there's a thousand people that know all the technology, all the frameworks, right? And I think you do that by creating relationships with people, you know, being a, a pleasant person to talk to, a pleasant person to work with, you know, engaging with people, having people that are in your corner, you know, maybe even people you don't know, but meeting somebody at a, at a tech meetup, and then maybe you notice they're shy and you kind of approach them and, and give them an in into some conversations, get them engaged. That person's going to be in your corner for the rest of their life. 
And that goes a long way of differentiating you who knows the 10,000, you know, frameworks and languages from the other, you know, 9,000 people that know the frameworks and languages, right? So it's really the only way you can do it. I mean, you got to get out there. You got to put yourself out there and, and build relationships, I think. Well, and then for those of you who remember my episode with Angie Jones, um, uh, a week or two ago, she's the um, global VP of developer relationships at Block. She was saying how she got a thousand applicants for her staff engineer role. So first off, staff engineers are hard to come by. And there was a thousand applicants. Now, granted, Block and working with Angie, I'm sure that drummed up a lot of interest. However, um, there was a lot, a lot of applicants. I know the girl she hired for that role and they know each other through the conference circuit and they know each other from going to meetups. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Julian, do you have any more thoughts on that? It is. Yeah. I was just going to, you know, I, anytime we've opened up a job, uh, we get flooded, you know, it doesn't matter what level it is, anything from junior to, you know, even principal level engineering. On average, how many, how many resumes are you sifting through? On average, it depends on the position. Um, when we're in like active hiring, we're we're doubling our team last year. I must have gone through 400 personally, and that's the ones that got filtered out by the uh, you know the HR staff that's yeah. going through them. Yeah. They must have looked at thousands. I mean, each of those job postings had had literal thousands of so them. Let me let me ask you this real quick. Do you now listen? Don't come at me. Uh, uh, the comment section because I understand because there's people that are always like, well, I found a job through cold applying. Props to you. It doesn't happen that often. Would you even recommend cold applying um, any, right now? You know, it's it's weird, there's right? Because, no you know, there's no wrong yeah, answer. It's, it's tough, right? Because, you know, it, it's not the best way to get out there. But yes, I would still tell you to do it, right? I've got, you know, friends that are looking for jobs and people that have reached out to him like, listen, at the end of the day, sit down for an hour or two every day and still hit some cold applies, you know, okay. tailor your resume to it, write that cover letter. I know it's brutal to send out a hundred applications and maybe not even hear from two of them. And yeah. both of them are rejections, but you, know, you got to put yourself out there, you know, take advantage of as many routes as you can, but you know, maybe don't spend, if you're spending four or five hours a day, don't spend a, You know, the majority of your day doing cold applications, spend a majority of your day networking, reaching yeah. out to people. Um, you know, even bettering yourself, learning more about the field that you want to get into, learning more about the technologies you want to get into, and kind of trying to find that little tidbit that's going to kind of set you apart, that's going to sky, you know, kind of slingshot you into a potential position. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, D Dominic comes in here. It's amazing how much of a human, being a human being in a public space. Yeah, I mean, listen, again, just getting out there, right? I mean, you know, I'm going to do a little plug here. Gun.io, we're doing our first Nashville meetup this Wednesday for Nashville Techies. Great opportunity for you to come out, hang out with me a little bit. I'll introduce you to the team, get to know people. You got to take advantage of these opportunities, right? And also, I'm in charge of the meetup, so you can be in bed by 9 p.m. The event ends at 8, right, which is incredibly important to me. Um, Daniel comes in here, and I want to highlight on this. Daniel, first off, great headshot, man. You look happy as all get out. I want to be your friend. That's also the importance of headshots. Uh, relationships are the greatest wealth. I don't think I could have said any better. I yeah, think that's, uh, that's the way that that's the name of the game. It is. 
It is a hundred percent. And and it takes time y'all. Right. Cause, cause I know, I know like you're going to watch this and you're like, that sounds great. Taylor, you do this for a, a living, you know, um, uh, you know, Julian, you're a hiring manager. So you're forced to meet people. I can't do this. No, you can. It's just going to, you just got to show up. You got to be intentional, right? Show up, show up to these lives every day. I'm telling you, show up to this live every day and make a comment and engage with people every day for 90 days. You're going to be shocked the amount of people you're going to meet. Show up at your local meetup, show up at a conference, be engaged, be kind, say, Hey, right. Connect with people. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's easy to definitely, uh, you know, sit on the podcast and talk about these things and say, here's what I would do if, if I were in your shoes, uh, and maybe I'm not in those shoes now, but, you know, I've looked for countless jobs, you know, over the last 12, 13 years. Um, and it's tough, right? Like it is hard. It's hard to put yourself out there. It's, it's rejection you know, really stinks, but um, you, you, that's all you can do, right? You got to get yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there. You got to try to, you know, hopefully meet the right people. And, you know, sometimes you'll get a little lucky and it'll be done in days or weeks, but the reality yeah. is it's a process, right? It takes, you know, 90 days is a, a very good, a very good uh, metric of seeing some change. I mean, it's like yeah. with anything, you know, if you start working out, you're not going to get a six pack in a week, right? And Heck it takes, no. takes years of discipline and, and, you know, diet and exercise to do it. So looking for a job, breaking into tech, it's, it's really no different from anything else that you've probably done in your life. Absolutely. Um, I, so as we wrap up here, Julian lasts like eight minutes or so. Um, again, time flies when you're having fun with friends. Um, I, I want to kind of just go and kind of just a, as a hiring manager, I think your, your insight can be incredibly valuable. So I'm going to kind of fire off some quick questions for you. Um, you know, kind of speaking to job seekers right now, what can job seekers really do to stand out during an interview? During an interview, um, I think the biggest thing, especially if you're in that junior to mid-level, set aside your ego as much as you can. I have had lots of people come in and, you know, flex about all the things that they've done. And it's good to to put out the, the things that you've done that you're passionate about. But understanding your tone, understanding how to really uh, your body language in an interview is important. Um, if you come off as about to say, talk cocky, about that, talk about, yeah, that. if you come off as too cocky to me, I'm not hiring you. You know, I've had exceptional applicants with great resumes working at great companies that I have not moved forward in interviews because I just thought that they would not be pleasant to work with. I thought they just, their ego seemed too big, in, even in the interview to want to deal with, you know, if you're a coachable person, um, that goes a long way. Because like I said, if you've got, you know, if you've checked half the boxes on that, on that job posting, you're probably going to, you know, your, your resume is probably going to come through and I'm going to review it, right? The reality is all the resumes I get, maybe one or two have every box checked, right? So the only way then to differentiate yourself is in that interview. You got to make me want to work with you. And I think the most important interview too is, is actually the peer interview that we do their opinion is is extremely important to me because um, they're going to be working with you every day. They're going to be really close to you. I might have a one-on-one yeah. -on -one with you once a week, right? But these are the people you're going to be in meetings with every single day. And so, you know, you have to make an impression on them. And so researching the panel of people that are interviewing you, 
understanding what it is that they're passionate about, talking to them about it, you know, connecting with them on an interpersonal level uh, goes way further than answering their, you know, hey, can you reverse this linked list for me question? Because we can teach you how to reverse a linked list. I can't teach you how to be a good person, though. And that goes a lot further than anything else. Boom. Join just join just dropping some dropping some words this morning. No. And, and, and I think so. Let me ask you this. The question I get a lot, Julian, I'm interested in how you answer this question. How do I come across as I know my stuff without being cocky? I, I get that question a lot. And I think it's a fine line. And I think it's how you phrase things. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. It is. It's it's definitely mostly tone. You know, I'm only, you know, I'm uh, currently I'm shoulders and a head right now. So you can't see a ton of body language. So how can I give off that I'm, you know, I talk with my hands a lot. And I think that, you Damn. know, makes me a little bit more approachable. Uh, but, you know, tone is everything. And it's hard to control your tone when you're nervous in an interview. Agreed. But uh, practice makes perfect. Sitting in front of the mirror talking to yourself, if you've got friends or a neighbor or somebody that you can just go and like, if they gave you some sample questions, or if you found some sample questions online, it doesn't matter if they're the questions they're going to ask, just trying to keep your answers concise. Yes. You know, oftentimes you get lost in the ramble, right? You know, yes. I do it a lot. I love to talk. I love Dang. to se- ramble. I love to segue. If I want to have an effective meeting or an effective interview, I keep notes so I can keep myself on track and stay as concise as I can be while delivering my message. That makes you sound extremely knowledgeable when you can answer the question in as few words as possible. And it also prevents you from accidentally, you know, stumbling on your own words or messing up somehow. So for the record, Julian did not look at any of my notes and uh, we just met. So there's no way that he is. No, he knows everything he just said is what I talk about. Everything. Talk about real quick, Julian. I know we're going to wrap up here. And of course, we're getting into the good shit. Um, uh, the notes. Talk about the notes because I'm big on like having like a pen and paper in front of you, especially with these remote interviews. If you're typing and like you're kind of looking off, I feel like that's like very bad for the like the hiring manager like are you googling stuff are you like chatting with somebody else but like having a pen and paper and be like hey and like tell like if i interview with you but hey julian i got a pen and paper down here so i'm gonna be just kind of writing things down just to let you know i'm sure that comes across better to you but can you talk about the notes part because coming into an interview with like some stuff written down is incredibly important yeah three tips i always give people is definitely bring notes i'm so Uh, tip number one be prepared, have some notes, and definitely let them know ahead of time. Hey, I've got some notes here. I'm going to be taking some notes during our interview. I hope that's okay. One thing to make it less distracting is actually to put your, you know, if you have a camera and you've got two monitors, most people have at least two monitors, put your camera on the monitor you're taking notes on and focus on that one. One, it's going to make you less nervous because you're not staring the interviewer in the face. And two, if you're taking notes, it doesn't look like you're doing this. Right. I'm yeah. looking at my other monitor. Right. It doesn't look yeah. like you're doing you that all the time. Be like this. They think you're looking dead at them and you're actually focusing on your notes and doing that and focusing on your notes on that monitor will keep you on track. I think it, and it'll cut down a little bit on the nervousness too. If, if that's something you struggle with. I love it. Uh, I think Julian, we need a part two. It looks like people <laughs> want a part two. Um, that's great. All right. So we're going to wrap up here. Um, Julian, I got three questions for you, but again, first off, everybody who showed up today, thank you. Please go connect with Julian. Obviously you can tell he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, but again, when you connect with my guests, please in the notes, when you connect with them, tell them where you saw them. 
There's a lot of my guests DM me after the show and they're like, I get all these invites, but I don't know if they, I mean, they go, I'm assuming it came from your show, but they're like, no one sends me a note. So please use the note to, Hey, Julian, it was great to see you. Thanks for the information today. Um, because Julian needs to know kind of like where, where, you know, you're coming from. Right. So please do that. Julian, three questions for you as we wrap up here. First thing, what, what brings you joy outside of work right now? Uh, so actually I have a great example of this. So back in May, one of the girls that I tutored, uh, she was 12 at the time. Uh, her father actually reached out and I got a text message from a number I didn't recognize saying, hello, is this still Julian's number? But in Portuguese. Okay. And, and I said, yep, this is him. Who's this? And it's like, Hey, it's Priscilla's father. She just graduated from FAU in computer science. She's already got a job lined up. It was all thanks to the help you gave us and all the you know connections you brought us. That's and man, awesome. I'm I'm telling you, I cried. <laughs> I yeah. cried like a little baby. Yeah. yeah. It was so such a it was like a, I'm getting emotional. It, it was such a full circle moment. I was like, man, like that's why I do this. Like I, I love it, man. I was just so happy. That's awesome. Did did uh did you work with her on anything specific or is it just general stuff? She was just in one of our uh Codea, you know, after school programs. So she okay. learned scratch like everybody else. Um, you know, being that her parents were Brazilian immigrants too, I gave her father my number. I was like, Hey, if you need anything, reach out. Like I can help her out to get SAT prep and some other things that, you know, aren't a part of that after school thing, but just on my own volition to help them out. So I love that. I think we did a lot of stuff together. I think I even helped them fill out the FAFSA application for the government aid. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, second question uh any tools technologies frameworks trends that you're looking into right now or tinkering with on the side uh i i've been a big rabbit mq guy okay and so kafka's kind of taking over yeah uh, a lot yeah i'm sure a lot of people noticed that yep. i have not personally had the opportunity to work with kafka um so i'm i definitely am jumping into that i've been working on some stuff on the side there uh exploring some python as well because i have not done a ton of python you know, exploring Python specifically with the Django framework for, for web applications. So those are probably the two big ones that I've been digging into a little bit lately. I knew they're on the rise. So that's awesome. Uh, last question. So the show is called guidance counselor 2.0 for a reason. We had guidance counselors in middle school, high school, and college, but now as adults, we don't really have anybody to just bounce off general career stuff too. Um, I don't know if that made any sense, but all that being said, what would be your biggest piece of career advice to younger Julian? Stay humble and take care of the people you work with. Mm, I love that. I love when that. I was younger, I didn't ask enough questions about people's personal lives thinking it was rude or, you know, I don't know. I had this like bad advice maybe that I was given to not pry too, too much, but you, know, yeah. you don't want to pry too much, but asking somebody how their weekend was, you know, seeing how people's kids are doing, it goes a long way for, for building your interpersonal relationships for sure. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Well, y'all, thank you again for hanging out with us today. Julian, thank you. Stay on real quick so I can say bye to you off air. Um, but for those of you, uh, tomorrow, uh, I have Mark Thompson on the show. Mark Thompson is a senior developer relations at Google on the Angular team, I believe. Um, he actually made a video the other day about not being alone, which is what my keynote was at that conference. So I wanted to get him on the show. So tomorrow is going to be a great one. 9.30 a.m. Central with Mark Thompson. Julian, thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate you. I appreciate the information that you gave us today. 
Um, again, for those of you who are still watching, go connect with Julian, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode, and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes, and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the App Store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it. Please, like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeston on all social media handles, and I hope you have a fantastic day.